2: How did the internet, or the algorithm, choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human
1: psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
0: podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A.,
1: Okay. Podcast starts now. What's up everyone around the world. We are so grateful to be in your ears today as the motivational podcast, radio lab, George, how the hell are you?
0: What's up everybody. This is George here joining my friend, Sam, Sam, you know, I'm doing really well today.
1: You know, I'm doing so amazing because I'm remembering that today is the start of the rest of my life. Yes, yeah. queen.
0: And I was actually, and I'm really happy you brought it up because that was going to be my first point too.
1: <laughs> and the sun is shining and Trump is out of office. So he has that
0: Cheeto out of the White House. got him out of office. and There's nothing stopping us from living our dreams. Every day I wake up and I say, how can I give 110% of who I am to be my authentic self and therefore flourish in this beautiful world that we live in.
1: Just FYI, um, for new listeners, this is a joke. We're not like this. We're actually really cool. We're sort of mm-hmm. an alternative. We we have a, a tasteful amount of cynicism and a tasteful amount of optimism. It's kind of the perfect balance. So like what we were doing
0: is sort of like making fun of people that don't have that balance. Right. And that way we are centrists. <laughs> yeah. In the sense that we kind of ha- you know we believe in a little bit of everything and stand for nothing.
1: Yeah, and in the sense that we stand Joe Biden
0: till the day we <laughs> yeah. fucking die. Yeah, in the more literal sense that we love centrist politicians. Like that's kind okay, of in the figurative sense, it means we have like a balance in our personalities and lives. In the literal sense, it does mean we are centrists politically. <laughs> wait,
1: I wanted to ask the speaking, we actually got to something. Okay. And I not to be like Twitter Roundup again, but oh, um, there was a gay guy on Twitter who's oh, running for office. I knew you were going to do this. This has to be talked about. Okay, fine. And he posted like these TikToks that are like so cringy. And he's like,
0: yeah, if you're giving
1: your vote away to Bernie, you are throwing it away. Sips tea. Like, and uh, you posted That's on nice. someone posting it that you went to college with this man.
0: Yes. um, This is, his name is Alex Walker. He's running for office in Colorado to unseat Lauren Boebert, uh, who I will be supporting in that election. <laughs> And you know what, she, you know, we don't, we don't agree on everything, but I am going to have to throw my hat in the ring for her and I'm going to have to, in fact, change my voter registration, move to Colorado and yes, vote for Lauren Boebert. <laughs> well, how, like, how well did you know him in college? No, I'm, I'm, I'm of course joking. I'm not voting for Lauren Boebert because we had a big falling out last week. <laughs> um, How well did I know him? I knew him like pretty well. I mean... Yeah, I knew him pretty well. Like, I don't that's why I'm hesitating to, to talk about him because I I feel like regardless of what my politics are, it is kind of a bitchy move <laughs> to talk about someone sure. that I didn't know socially. And I mean, we were not like best friends, but we were certainly like in, you know, semi-overlapping circles and like I had we have mutual friends and I think like at one point he like had emailed me about something after college. Um wow, I need to put my coffee away cuz suddenly my heart is like racing. <laughs> did you guys like hook up or we did not hook up
1: no No. you have to ask these days (laughs) yeah yeah, in this town you just have to ask also like okay wait were you like surprised to see these videos or were you like yep that's him um
0: well the thing with people i went to college with is that they how do i put this like the ones that court fame are always like make me deeply humiliated to Mm. have gone to this institution because unlike, I think, you know, obviously a lot of these similar colleges make their alumni embarrassed in similar ways. Okay. Like there are, you know, let's say you went to one of the Ivy's or something like surely, you know, people that are like Republicans or, you know, people that are, uh, you know, CEOs of bad companies or whatever, but I, there is something about Silicon Valley specifically that turns out a very specific brand of embarrassing person. And so I went to college with like the founder of Snapchat, who then like when we had graduated was like dating Taylor Swift and was like making out with her at their like um, Venice Beach offices that where everyone was like wearing flip flops. And that was like covered. And like I used to work at this startup as like an intern when I was in college. And the guy was like famously like, so like uh, one of the main people valley wag used to make fun of like the gawker tech blog and he once took a photo of himself holding like a pile of cash to like brag about getting a big round of funding and then they like published it on gawker like (laughs) um and and in fact i remember the week that alex announced his campaign there was also a profile of this other girl i went to college with who i didn't know who is now a tiktok influencer named tinks are you familiar I'm not familiar. Rachel, you
1: know this person?
2: No. Sorry. (laughs) I just hate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess her name is Tinks. spelled T-I-N-X. And I read this profile and like, (laughs) it really was, you know, kind of imagine me reading it while, um, that song from Donnie Darko played in the background. That's like <laughs> all around me are familiar faces. Oh God. It, it was like, it's really dark. I mean, this is someone who is maybe clinically brain dead. Huh? So, oh. yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty, um I'm pretty numb to it, to be honest. And also quite frankly, I just want to put it out there that for many people, I am that embarrassing person that they see me post on Instagram things that, sound very stupid and make no sense and they're like mm. wow he could have made something for himself but instead he <laughs> decided to perform in um stand-up comedy venues
1: no they think you're so uh tasteful they wish they could be as measured about their approach as you could be <laughs> Okay. And then like, uh, I know we hate when we like catch up or whatever, but I think it's important because you were just on a trip. We had, I had a guest host, you were missing. How was your, I
0: thought did such a great job, by the way. Oh, I would say we're now really two for two in terms of guest hosts. I think they're two of our strongest episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't want to read into that too much. (laughs) Yeah. We shouldn't host this together. Potentially. (laughs) Um, How was your trip? Um, The trip was good. And as I, you know, I was in France, for anyone who (laughs) doesn't know, and I was there for like over a week. And first of all, as I was telling you before, we, Matthew and I made the decision that both of us would delete all social media from our phones for the entirety of our trip. And in fact, even since I've gotten back, I have not posted any photos from the trip. I have not publicly acknowledged that I took a break. And let me tell you something, you know, people have said this before, I'm not the first, but Literally the way I went from feeling bad to feeling good and then to feeling bad again when I re-downloaded them cannot be overstated. Uh, but what night you do? night and day. But I literally felt like I was meditating. I, I felt like what I imagine I would feel if I meditated for three hours a day. And that was just my constant
1: mood. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Go live in the damn woods of France and, and not have social media and <laughs> i kind of like the gland (laughs) i don't know what good luck
0: (laughs) (laughs) when i went back i started i kind of caught myself doing this thing and it's something you don't think about when you're doing it in the moment because you're so used to it but then because it was new again i was kind of interrogating it which is like basically the process of seeing something you don't like and then being like not even consciously, subconsciously being like, let's investigate. So then you like click on the profile of the person who posted a thing you don't like. Then you scroll through their content. Then through that, you find someone else. And it's like every single thing you're clicking, you're clicking because you don't like it. Because you want to feel more negative uh, feelings. (laughs) You're not even, yeah, you're not even realizing it. Like it is the opposite of what one's natural instincts would be which is to chase things you do like so that you can discover more things you do like thoughts (laughs) i mean i know what you mean i just don't know what the
1: balance is it's hard because you were also saying that like you missed some messages that you wish you
0: hadn't you you feel like you need to but that's an arc that's a that's kind of a a problem with like the architecture of these apps like yeah i missed i was saying that i literally missed like a message from my young cousin who's in college who wanted to like interview me for a project on like LGBTQ people's experiences and I just didn't respond for a week because I did not see it which is like so sad <laughs> and like literally just left my poor cousin on read or like I, another friend of mine was like needed help like planning a party and like wanted me to help with the guest list and i'd but but again it's like these platforms are built in this way that in order for me to like not miss those two messages and not miss a message from my cousin i also have to poison my brain for 24 hours a day (laughs) like there should they should just like if everyone just emailed me (laughs) when they needed something then that wouldn't be an issue i don't disagree
1: it makes sense it's just like how are they going to get your email you know right Like they'd
0: literally have to DM you and be like, what's your email? No, what happened is if everyone was on the same page regarding the number one goal, which is for me, George, to have a good and healthy life, then what what, what I could do is have like an away message on Instagram that said like, hey, I'm not here right now. Please email me at my email. But that's never going to happen because that's not in Instagram's best interest. And that's how it goes back to, in fact, what I was saying about Silicon Valley, which is that all these people that we make fun of, are the ones making the rules for our world.
1: But what if your email leaks? And because you're so successful from our podcast fame, everyone's flooding your inbox and you're missing all these important messages. Well, didn't think about that, did you, a genius? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, okay, oh, where's that, I that Ivy League education you, now? I, 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 I'm actually constantly <laughs> shocked at how how reactive you are to the prospect of not using social media. Like I, I sometimes I will bring it up to you thinking you're going to be like, yeah, I know I should do that. And you're like, yeah, I don't know about all that.
1: (laughs) I think it's fighting a, it's like a bigger battle than I'm capable of. Yeah. And I think it's a bigger battle than most people. Like, I'm like, that's like, that's like trying to stop global warming as one person. It's like, (laughs)
0: this is something on a government level we need to figure out. (laughs) Well, yeah, I agree. But the issue is that all these, Tech companies literally have lobbyists that are like more powerful than like the military lobby. So we're not going to fight it on a government level because guess who's in the pocket of big tech? Every major politician. Well, let's start a damn
1: GoFundMe for our own lobbyists to make oh using literally media GoFundMe,
0: which is a tech company. Yeah, good it's luck a website. Website like trying aren't to tear down companies. the master's house with the master's tools, bitch.
1: George, websites aren't tech companies. Quote me on that. Yes, they are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no they're literally not um let's bring in our guest yeah, right yeah i think we're so. actually you know kind what? Of going off i i'm gonna let you do the honors because i
1: have gotten too riled up okay well um, because george is too mad um i will introduce our incredible guest put your little lab wrap paws together for the one the only rachel Kelly.
2: hey
1: what up
2: so happy to be here <laughs> yeah
1: did that rousing intro stir any emotions inside of you?
2: Yeah, I feel like I completely agree with everything both of you said, even though there were some disagreements <laughs> from both sides. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty pissed, I guess. So sure.
0: at us, <laughs> at
2: you, at big tech, yeah. at big pharma. <laughs> <Right>. um,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, everyone's just fucking up. I think.
0: Yeah, I kind of think if you have the word "big" in front of your industry name, like time to break that up. Yeah,
2: it's it's not right. It's It's crazy that there is no
0: industry that isn't big.
2: Small Um, businesses,
0: yeah, as
2: an industry. Uh, Little league.
0: (laughs) That's an
1: industry. Little league. (laughs) 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 Um, tiny homes. (laughs) Tiny. see these are all these are all
0: healthy (laughs) yeah small soldiers the movie (laughs) yeah it is it is really the case that the answer literally the answer to all our problems is go smaller Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
2: yeah i'm and i'm small Mm -hmm. by the way five feet Right. So I'm not doing anything wrong.
0: That's kind of anti capitalist if you think about it.
2: I mean, 100%. I can't reach anything at the stores. I can't buy anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're <laughs> like,
2: perfect. you're literally
0: like not participating in the economy to your fullest <laughs> yeah. potential because you're basically, reach
2: the I'm on an island. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're off the grid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think you guys missed something though. When like, if we're like breaking up all the big companies, it's like, well, then how are we supposed to get super rich?
0: Well, uh, because
1: like you guys forgot about that well i'm sorry but how are we supposed to get super rich with all of the big industries well the goal is to get like bought by big pharma i
0: know but
2: <laughs> <laughs> my hope is that there's another um like california gold rush you know just like going back to nature almost for um money what do you guys think? Well, I feel like like, it's like funny. they
1: find money in the ground.
2: Yeah, yeah, like find gold, strike gold physically,
1: and oh, then kind of oh, cash hi- in.
0: I, I get that. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's funny. The California gold rush is kind of on par with. It's like the tradition of California is like people getting rich quick, and then and then it's like boom and bust, boom and bust. Like that's uh-huh. what happened with the gold rush. That's what happened with the first dot com boom. That's what's gonna happen now with Bitcoin. Like they. <gasps> Those people, the Cal- and and I say this with love for California. I lived there for six years. They really have a difficult time with perspective.
2: <laughs> I, I see that. I was in LA recently and I fell absolutely in love with it, but I think it made me manic.
0: Yeah. Well, by design.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very extreme. Yeah. I've never not had a time in California where I both in the span of one week feel like I'm going to be the most successful person alive and feel like the biggest
0: failure I've ever felt in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. Well, it's cause they lack, you know, uh, they don't read books,
2: <laughs> but there's that famous, uh, indie cafe. That's a bookstore there that's Stories right. or whatever. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot
2: about that. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: but I so. do want to kind of go back to what you're saying. I do agree with you that in fact, if money was just in the ground, if all the money was redistributed underground and everyone just kind of went out looking for it every day, that would have an equalizing effect.
1: I mean, not to be a bitch, but it's literally Easter Sunday and you're like literally describing like Easter. Like you're describing like- we. I don't think that's what Easter is. (laughs) (laughs) You're literally describing like an Easter egg hunt, but for all of society. Well- Like if we just hide money places, Honestly, because I don't think we're not gonna unless we unless we're like digging for oil or something. Like, what's the next resource that we're all gonna like think is a huge sleigh and need to get? So I think the government needs to take money. Followers, followers. followers. Yeah, followers are the are the only resource we have left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna have to. They're gonna put followers in little eggs. Let's just oh. say, and they're gonna put them all over the country. And on one morning, they're gonna say. They're going to blow a whistle and say, hey, go out there and get them followers. And it's everyone's going to
0: run. Even in this fantasy of yours, it's like top down the government. Like you, you want Nancy yeah. Pelosi to put the eggs on the ground. <laughs> you can't imagine a non a, a decentralized form of um, governance.
1: I I didn't say it has to be Nancy. I just said like it could be a local government even like it could be like state by state. But i mean who knows how damn alabama will do with that i don't necessarily like some the way they don't allow people to
0: vote it's like they're not going to be able to get these programs where they Mm -hmm. put the easter eggs out like yeah well i think (laughs) that you're kind of touching (laughs) on the issue with all this is like in order for any kind of easter egg hunt based policy making (laughs) to work you would have to first like get rid of the current social structures because like even if what you're saying happens then like the people with the most money are the ones that are going to like build giant machines to mine the easter eggs and Ugh, then get more oh than the average God. joe
2: we can't escape
1: you're completely right that's actually a bummer the fact that we've followed this to a real conclusion where i'm like oh no even this fictional fake easter egg based economy doesn't work
2: you know yeah. what this yeah. is kind of the plot of dune the movie totally. 100
0: you are correct <laughs> yes uh, digging uh, yeah, for spice
2: and you dig and, for that real
0: yeah drill drill baby drill that's from dune oh (laughs) i just wanted to ask rachel like i've been thinking about this a lot recently and i think it ties into the fact that like even when we're trying to create a new world it is immediately a non-starter because of the systems within which we created like where do you stand on nihilism in general
2: oh my god And what is that exactly?
0: It's just like believing that kind of like nothing means anything and that it's all hopeless.
2: Totally. I think that I, um, that was instilled in me extremely young and every day I dissociate so that I maybe don't have to think about it, but I think I'm just, I've been primed to Mm -hmm. feel that way. So I hope that helps. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> no, Pretty brutal. I, yeah, yeah, I, I I have to say like I am kind of getting there, which is really sad.
2: Yeah, sometimes, well, sometimes I get chills at things where I'm like this feels like I'm just like a 40-year-old liberal. Yeah. You know, like maybe I do have some hope. Mm-hmm. Like I saw this is humiliating. I was at the MoMA recently and they just had this one room of like Ukrainian artists, like because of the war mm-hmm. and I got chills and of I was course. like, what? No, that's, <laughs> I was to- like, that's
0: totally valid.
2: Really? I don't know. Yeah. I was like, this feels like I just voted for Biden
0: or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I, but I, I kind of agree with like the things it's basically like an all encompassing nihilism and then the things that penetrate through that and prevent me from making any rash decisions. <laughs> are like pointed displays of like human emotion, Mm -hmm. like to see two people in love or to see like a little kid discovering like something that they can do or to see like an incredibly impressive, like painting at a museum. Mm. Like then you're like, okay, well, I'll have to see another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I can feel like the nothing matters is like helpful. Like uh, sometimes I'm like, so might as well like have fun. Like might as well do what I want to do. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's like, if I like care so much about everything, then it's like, well then I won't do this. Cause <laughs> I should do something
0: more valuable. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, certainly if I thought things potentially, you know, if we thought we could make a real difference in the world, maybe we wouldn't be hosting a podcast about straight culture. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Let's start there. Um, Speaking of, should we do our first segment? Yeah, I think that would actually make a huge difference.
1: Is that like a cool transition to sort of (laughs) talk about (laughs) how everything is pointless and then be like, but we do have to stick to the structure we set up two years ago. Totally, totally, (laughs) totally.
0: Okay. um, Rachel, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing with really no other rules. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions or anything about how it works. Amazing. Sam, take it away. Okay. Rachel, Jane Campion or Joan Didion?
2: Joan Didion.
0: (laughs) Rachel, being a liberated woman or being the Batman?
2: Being Batman.
1: <laughs> okay, Rachel, being a hopeless romantic or being bisexual,
0: but hetero romantic?
2: Hopeless romantic.
0: Okay, Rachel, Oedipus killing his father or Oedipus marrying his mother?
2: Marrying mother.
1: <laughs> okay, um, filing an insurance claim or
0: standing Grimes kill V maim.
2: Filing insurance claim, sorry. <laughs>
0: Okay, Um, Christ is Risen, or No, He Isn't?
2: No, He Isn't!
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, Death Cab for Cutie, or Death to Smoochie? Death
2: to Smoochie.
0: Bill Maher's podcast being called Club Random, or Bill Maher's new special being called Hashtag Adulting?
2: gotta be hashtag adulting.
0: gotta be gotta
1: be that is such a sleigh and a half that is. is so funny to me
2: i'm so proud of him
1: i
0: love him <laughs> it's it, it's so dark it's nothing like, has brought me more joy than knowing his podcast is called club random and his new special is called hashtag adulting i have now okay. expressed this on in three different
2: Wait, his podcast is genuinely called Club Random.
0: Yes, and his special is genuinely called hashtag Adulting. I did not make either of those things up. Club Random, Club Random. Why would it be called that?
1: That is crazy.
0: It is so Club Random.
2: (laughs) That does feel like he has like a queer person on his marketing team. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like Club Random is like that's like funny, kinda.
1: Honestly, if it were like, if like Rachel, if you had a podcast called club random, I would be laughing Yeah, I would say this is stupid on purpose. And Mm -hmm.
0: I also, can I just say, Rachel, if you had a special called hashtag adulting, I would be dying. (laughs) I would be laughing so hard. Oh my God. It, he, yeah. was on, he was on um, Jimmy Kimmel to promote it. And they I was like, okay, I bet you hashtag adulting, like there's some meta element or something I'm not getting. And then Kimmel was like, so your special is called adulting. And Bill Maher's like, yeah, do you know about this? Like, I just found out about this. Literally like kids these days, when they do something like go to the store or like make dinner, they say it's adulting. Like when I was young, that was just called like Literally living your life, and then Kim was like, adulting, like <laughs> they're literally no. literally. I I swear to god, having this conversation in earnest. Wow. I, I bet that's the whole special. Yeah. Well, just... actually, they they did play a clip from the special, and the joke they played was that Marjorie Taylor Greene mm. is uh one of the real housewives of like karen heights or something like i swear to god that was oh Oh, my my god God.
2: i can't i have to watch
0: (laughs) i know i'm gonna watch definitely is it out yeah i think so great have you not been rating the reviews (laughs) (laughs) oh my Um, god
2: i hope he wins a grammy
0: same i mean why not (laughs) after who won this year you know anything's possible Sure. it'd be an improvement for christ's sake absolutely <laughs> talk about something that happened while i was off so i came back and i <gasps> and i like happened to kind of like i i literally read about that in something different in the new york times like to to be to read about that a week later in the new york times pure bliss i can't imagine were people like going wild on twitter people were going or fucking wild didn't Losing see a single it. tweet about it wow that's there was amazing,
2: yeah. There was a lot of really, um, uh, I don't even know what adjective to use because so many are coming to mind. Just insane discourse, particularly <laughs> from Judd Apatow. I don't know if you saw that, Sam. I
1: didn't. He's been like on a weird one in general,
2: yeah. He is losing
1: it because he had the slap tweet that was like, yeah. like, right. he could have died, yes. <laughs> and it was like, what <laughs> are you talking about?
2: He tweeted, he could have, Chris Rock could have died and then deleted it within a couple hours and then never addressed it. No problem.
1: Did he tweet about Louis winning?
2: I don't think so. I don't think
0: he did. But we really, I I would love I would actually love to know his take if he wants to call in. (laughs) We're available. That, talk
1: about nihilism, that happening, I was just sort of like, oh,
0: wow. Yeah, nothing, nothing has ever mattered. Like, mm-hmm. truly, it's all fake. Yeah, it's crazy that, you know, the rest of the Grammys are so dignified. <laughs> and they made that one mistake. <laughs> no, it's the stupidest award.
1: No one It really is count. the stupidest award.
2: I it's... still want one.
1: Oh, you do? 100%.
2: I want an EGOT. No, like, we got to defund believing... the Grammys. No, if we... <laughs> I think if we're, if I'm full in on nihilism, it means I want to EGOT and I want to travel the world.
0: 100%. (laughs) Here's what I'll say about the Grammys. I would say the value of a Grammy is to fill out an EGOT. Like that is the point of, because on its own, it means nothing. Like an Oscar does still mean something in my mind. Maybe Mm I've, you know, obviously like it's because of my own taste, whatever. An Oscar still means something to me. A Tony still means something. Like, I think like that is a big honor. A Grammy means nothing, but you need one that you got, and that's what's important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam, you're shaking your head. I'm just
1: I'm like, can it just be like an Eto and it's a you no? Know, come on. I'm going to go yacht, ahead and say no to that. <laughs> an Ote. I think all these could be incredible. A toe. A toe. It's right toe. there, for Christ's sake. Someone's Jesus playing the Christ. damn word. You need pedo, Spelling bee. People's Choice <laughs>
0: Award. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I kind of want to get into the topic because we already mentioned Dune, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm eager, really, to, to, hear some, to hear some takes from our esteemed guest. Rachel, would you like to introduce the topic, uh, what it is, and why you brought it to us, and potentially why you think it's straight?
2: Please, yes. <laughs> it would be an honor. Today's topic is none other than Timote Chalamet. Um, I brought it in because I'm absolutely obsessed with him. It's my, he's my North star, my mm. guiding light. You can't see very well, but my room is adorned with him. <laughs> uh, I wish this were a visual. I wish this was a visual album. I could show you everything, but you know, he is for whatever it's worth straight. He only dates kind of like extremely thin models, and he's kind of a fuck boy a little bit. I think he just kind of embodies like straight culture that is kind of queer baiting or like queer adjacent in a way that is just not fair
0: mm-hmm.
2: at this point. And yeah, I guess that's where we can start.
0: Yeah. I guess I'll I start him. just defining the terms. His name actually is pronounced Timote.
2: Timote. If you're in France, George, I'm sure you heard.
0: Yeah. In France, everyone was always saying, um, (laughs) Timote. (laughs) So it's like, he's huge there. They're really, they're really psyched to see one of their own, uh, (laughs) drive, uh, get that kind of success. Yeah.
2: I think, I mean, he, you know, he is a generous soul and sort of lets people call them whatever they want. Well, you know, um, he he goes by
0: Timmy, like in his daily life.
2: Yes. And that's technically what I call him, by the way. I'm just sort of, (laughs) I'm, uh appealing to the masses i want everyone to know the, how to say his name
0: but that's right
1: yeah uh, so he's a he's sort of a, a classic queer baiter and i guess like uh, it, it does throw me off that he is fully
0: straight like part mm-hmm. of me is like well no he's not fully straight. he's not right. full no he's but he, straight but he's fully straight he's, he's could not be straight. more straight to me you know rachel you mentioned the concept of fairness and i do think that's like there is a sense of injustice I feel with someone like Timothee. Yes. because here's what it is. There is certain people, how do I put this? Like, of course in American culture, the ideal is some version of like the Abercrombie model, like a, you know, kind of like white muscular guy named Chase or something. Mm-hmm. But then there are people like Timotei and it's like, in their refu- like, Timothy can be, like, skinny and gay looking, but be even more desirable than the Chad in his grade. Yes. And that kind of innate quality is a root of so much injustice in the rest of the country. <laughs> it's like when the class clown somehow is more popular than the other boys, or, like, when the, like, weirdo somehow you know is able to like it 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 is actually more toxic than toxic masculinity itself
2: i completely agree i completely well here's what's interesting just sort of piggybacking off that so i knew him peripherally in high school because he went to
0: whoa way to marry the lead
2: (laughs) i know i mean i have i could talk about i'm gonna write a book about this this is i'm obsessed but I went to, or I, so I saw a lot of his school plays Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that I was gay, et cetera. And I would see him and Ansel Elgort. They were often in the same plays, like competing leads. And I was like obsessed with Ansel Elgort, who was this kind of like more Abercrombie muscular thing. And, but everyone was like, no, it's Timmy, it's Timmy, it's Timmy. And then it was Timmy. And I think that just sort of illustrates your point.
0: Yes. Well, cause he has, I'm sorry. He has an it factor.
2: Ugh. I know. <sighs> Believe me. I know. I want to get surgery to look, to look like him.
0: And you should, Just,
1: I want to know more <laughs> about this obsession. What, mm-hmm. like, where does it stem from? Is it like attraction? Is it like anger? Is it like, which, which is it?
2: I think it runs the gamut of every possible emotion and desire. (laughs) I would say I hated him. I was like, when Call Me By Your Name came out, I was like, this is offensive. Mm -hmm. Like, these are two straight men playing gay men and they're rich and they don't have any worries. And oh, my God, this is heinous. And then during the pandemic, I watched it and I was completely taken by him. I thought you know the way he's kissing Army Hammer that's how my first like lesbian kiss was. Yeah. It was like you know you can like feel he's a good actor. He's good at what he does. He is a know.
0: good actor. He's a good actor. And but- you know what? I'll say something else. He has range. Yes. <laughs> like his him in you know, Ladybird is so different than him in Call Me By Your Name. I
2: mean, I know. I've seen every single thing he's ever done many times. I actually, for my birthday a couple of years ago, my friend bought me, like, Call Me By Your Name, but with commentary. So now <laughs> when I show my people who haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, I show them, like, the regular movie, and I give the commentary. I'm like, you know, like, this part was improvised. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like addicted i don't get it or i do get it yeah i want to be him right i want to peg him i don't want to be penetrated by him i want to peg him Mm -hmm. and i want to be his friend and i want him to think that he needs me (laughs) any questions
0: he yeah no (laughs) literally not makes sense yeah (laughs) i'm trying to be like okay where do i go from here i know what do you think about him sam Cause he does not, he's someone who I feel like would not register as attractive to you.
1: No, but he's like that type where he is just like inherently beautiful, where it's like, I don't want to have sex with him at all, but I like do want to see him. I want to see him on screens and I want to see him in fun outfits and he's a little doll and I want to see him dressed up.
0: Yeah. There's something about (laughs) how he makes you feel um, weak. He also does make me feel ugly.
1: Like I, see, Ooh, yeah. I look at him and I feel ugly. And I'm like, this is not... I'm not jealous of you, Timothy. And yet now, uh, suddenly, I'm seeing you with your suit jacket and no shirt. And I say, I don't look like that. That's not fair.
2: Well, let me say this. He is dangerously sort of putting his toes into looking like a lesbian. And this mm-hmm. is where I am getting pissed at him. Mm. The suit jacket with no shirt that's like, I see a lesbian, <clears throat> excuse me, getting emotional, wearing, <clears throat> wearing that, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, stop dressing like a lesbian. Like, that's not fair. You look the way that, like, I want to look, but I can't look that way without getting, like, you know, body changing surgery, in my opinion. It's just not right.
0: <laughs> Do you- I'm... It's interesting that you say he's less that he's dressing like a lesbian because for so long, it was that he was dressing that he was queer baiting as a, you know, dressing like a gay man. I mean, I remember very distinctly him wearing a harness on a red carpet, for instance, that was very like like, gay, gay leather culture. Yes.
2: Yes. I think he's transitioning into a, 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 soft dyke
0: yeah he's essentially appropriating every letter of the lgbtq acronym easy done i mean george how do you feel about him i kind i i i I do think he of all those boys that people react to he is the only one that does make me feel anything like i see harry styles and i don't i'm like the music is so boring i'm sorry sorry Mm-mm. no offense to to all yeah. the to all the harry styles heads out there but i'm like jesus christ like totally <laughs> you know g- get one of those swedish writers that um rihanna works with and let's do something but let's like have a i'm fun. not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna <laughs> like listen to your like weird like bob dylan influenced rock jams you know this yeah. it's 2022 and you and you're going to have to do better than that <laughs> but timothy i think it is it is just he is a um godlike figure in a way because somehow everything came together and it's like well he has all the privilege you know he, he has the privilege he has the looks he has the exact look that makes sense for this particular time period mm-hmm. meanwhile he also has the industry cachet to be in every like important movie too. So yeah, he basically, I mean, he's his flops never register. Like he's had some things here and there that didn't work, but they never register. What registers is like he has been in so many of the biggest movies of every year. Yes, and I'm sorry, but like then he's also charming. I think when he talks, Yes honestly, well, I- the the
1: broiness of like the douchiness of like how he talks is like. So endearing because it's like oh you're like you're just a guy and yeah. it's like oh no you he really does have his cake and eat it too he gets to be like art darling hyper twink and then yeah. you it like also gets to be like getting a beer with the guys he it's like, this is I, so unfair
2: I think he's infallible I heard someone told me this story who works at SNL <clears throat> that when he was hosting he was like in the hallways talking to someone and got really excited and like kind of started like running around jumping around and he backflipped into a trash can. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was he sorry, he fell. It was like a oh. backflip fall into a trash can. And everyone was just completely charmed. And yeah. I'm like if anyone else did that it would end their career. Like to <laughs> fall into a trash can at 30 Rock when you're like excited about a sketch is <laughs> humiliating. <laughs> But he was just like, ha, ha, ha. And everyone was like, ha, ha, ha. And then it's like, that's it. And I just think he can't really do anything wrong.
0: But that's but I think that's where the unfairness and the injustice comes in. It's like, yes, imagine, you know, it's like, imagine this kind of this figure for whom none of the rules apply, who can do whatever he wants, and it only makes him more endearing and more attractive. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what are you imagining? And it's like, oh, it's this twink.
2: (laughs) Do you think he's a CIA plant?
1: No, I think the talents too, like the mm-hmm. the on-screen magnetism is too pure
0: for it to mm-hmm. be a plant. That's yeah. the thing with CIA plants, is that in fact they're never you can always tell. <laughs> like like yeah. maybe Rexa, maybe. Yeah, or like that <laughs> that artist, her, H-E-R. Sure. Oh, sure. Like I'm not the first to say it. it's like a running That's joke. The she's rumor. a CIA plant, fine. Yeah. But like you can tell she's a CIA plant. Timothy, totally. you can't, you can't manufacture that kind of charisma.
2: No. And he also, one thing that, so I, I had the absolute privilege of meeting him last year.
1: <laughs> Please take us to this moment.
2: Allow me. I was sitting at none other than a French cafe in the West village. Whoa. And he, I was sitting at a table and the person I was with at one point, her jaw dropped. And I thought there was a bug on me because I was like, <laughs> There must be something horribly wrong. And she was like, Rachel, you're not going to believe this, but Timothy Shalom is behind you. And I turned around. He was there. I immediately um, had to shit. So I went to the bathroom (laughs) and I started writing him a note that I was going to just put on his table. That's like, you changed my life. Like, I'm obsessed (laughs) with you. Please let me work with you. We're actually repped at the same agency. Like we can do it all in a house, whatever. And then I was like, I can't write a note. So I went back upstairs and I was like, I have to talk to him, but I want it to be chill. So I got up and I walked by him and I pretended to do a double take. It was planned. And I said, (laughs) I said, no way it's timmy that's what i said that was my big sort of like uh uh-huh. yeah. thing that i said to him and he was like uh-huh and we talked a little bit i was like i saw you in your high school talent show you know i was trying not to be like you're a movie star sure sure, sure.
0: right 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 we talked well, about you, you were like school. remember remember rachel from high school yeah
2: <laughs> basically he also one thing that happened was like a like a i guess it was like 2017 my mom was on an Amtrak train with him and he didn't, and they were going into Canada and he didn't have his passport. So my mom was like helping him at the border and he remembered her. I was like, my mom helped you at the border. Like I was really like trying to do everything to like establish some sort of like personal connection. Mm -hmm. And he remembered my mom. I was so excited. And why did I start talking about this?
0: So what was he like? Like, <laughs> you, it was a good experience.
2: It was. It was. He was very nice. He was very chill. We took a photo together. He told me he liked my sweater. And, you know, that was kind of it. But we, we took these pictures together. Mm-hmm. And I posted them on Instagram. And his fan base, like, swarmed. And they were the nicest people <laughs> in The world i got all these dms being like i'm so well first of all a lot of dms being like where was he like how did you find him but everyone's apologizing for reaching out it's not like (laughs) it's not like tell me where he was bitch it was like i'm so sorry to interrupt your day but you know i'm just curious like where was this in the city whatever and then other people were like you look like him and i was like oh my god this is the best day of my life (laughs) And some people sent me fan art, which means I gave them my address,
0: by the way. Scary.
2: <laughs> I know. Not right.
0: Wait, did they give you fan art that was like them drawing that photo of you and Timmy?
2: Yes. Is it worth, <laughs> is it worth me showing it to you right now? Absolutely not. I'll show you later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can sure. we put it on our Instagram?
2: Yeah, please. I'll oh, send you. Uh,
0: yeah, and, and we'll tag the creators too, because we don't want anyone getting <laughs> mad at us, no matter how nice they are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, when you were talking about like maybe we should work together were you able to like slip that into this conversation
2: no no i messaged yeah. him after
1: what did, it, did, he, did he respond
2: on instagram <laughs> yeah, of course not i yeah, think I i've since it. deleted it because i feel in my heart that one day we will work together and i, I don't
1: so.
2: i don't want him to think i'm like crazy but i think it's maybe too late like if he did a any sort of investigation into me, it would be very clear that he
0: is my lifeblood. Well, from now on, I mean, I'm sorry to tell you this, but if he ever Googled Rachel Colley, Timothy Chalamet, this very episode would come up. (laughs) That is
2: so true. I hadn't thought about that. (laughs) And I'm feeling shame.
1: No, no, I think it's fine because like, what we do with these episodes is we put that sort of half hour of nonsense talk at the beginning. So mm-hmm. like Timothy, he's mm. literally so busy. It's a defense mechanism. So like, he won't get through that. He'll be like, right. Oh, I guess it's just titled that, but it's not about me.
0: So yeah. never mind. Awesome. Um, yeah. And he will be like, she's really cool. I guess. <laughs> I, I want to get into like the straightness of Timothy as mm-hmm. a, as a figure, because to me, the, you know, obviously we're all praising him, but of course what runs through that praise is, like he is someone who there are people like him who basically are necessary to maintain the status quo <laughs> mm-hmm. because like the rest of the the rest of the men that are not as n- not as perfected as timmy people are like oh they suck we should tear down <laughs> we should tear down heterosexuality and masculinity and then he comes along and then and it happens every generation and then we're like well let's give it another chance yeah uh-huh. and in that sense <sighs> he is evil <laughs> well
1: totally. and what i want to say is literally like like what we were talking about earlier is like this is someone going to vote for joe biden this is like the lamest statement you will ever hear me say but i have to it's like if he were like i am gay and everything else about him is the same
0: would it work no mm. no he would be troy savant <laughs> it wouldn't work
2: mm. that's yeah it wouldn't work What if he was bi?
0: I think that could work. Uh, I mean, but I think it would have to be married to a woman.
2: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're totally right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Completely.
0: But that, like, makes us confront our own prejudices. That's the thing. It's like, (laughs) with everything, we think we're so pro-LGBT, and all we want is Timothy Chalamet. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he like he touches, like you said, every aspect of the LGBTQ sort of spectrum without actually being yeah. a member,
0: and it makes, and that's enough. It's, it's that's exactly it. And then you're like, wait, do we need people that are actually LGBTQ or is Timothy enough? Right. <laughs> so in some ways, his very presence is kind of is is kind of erasure <laughs> of an entire community.
2: Completely. I think I feel more comfortable. I went to Ginger's last night, which is a lesbian bar. Mm -hmm. First of all, let me say Chelsea Manning was there.
0: Whoa. whoa.
2: Yeah. uh, Not with crimes. No, but she was there and that was funny to
1: me. That's great. That's Um, juicy. That's pretty juicy.
2: But I felt immense shame and discomfort despite being a member of the space. And I was supposed to be there and it's just like, I would feel better being at a basketball game with sitting next to Timmy and kid Cudi like that is better to me and I think that is kind of just a a testament to my internalized um homophobia stuff like that and just I I think Timmy's enough yeah it's not Mm. right
1: yeah, for as far as we get, we're always wanting validation from straight people still. Yes. And because that feels like the most pure kind.
2: Do you guys have Timmies? Am I allowed to ask a question, by the way?
1: You're, yeah, <laughs> you're allowed to ask questions. Do
0: we have Timmies? Do we yeah, have like, people we're you, obsessed with?
2: Or like someone who, you know, I am to Timothy. Do you guys have someone like that? Hmm. That is straight, of course.
0: Oh, and a straight man.
2: I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. no, I think that's, that's good... the.
0: Oh God. No, mine are all, <laughs> I'm say. like David
1: Lynch. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, like Steve Martin. I don't know. I obsess <laughs> over women mostly, but like, that's cool.
0: I think that's what it is with Timmy. It's like, uh, you kind of think only a woman can be that powerful and then he comes along. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I am trying to think like, who are other people? I mean, I do think, for instance, like Brad Pitt has that power.
2: I was gonna say that, like Brad Pitt, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. A long See, time I don't ago. think
0: Leonardo DiCaprio has it.
2: Not really? even like when he was young.
0: I yeah, maybe when he was young, but I but there was always something so contrived about it to me, and especially mm. now, I just I've he lost his magic to me like years ago.
2: Totally.
1: Whereas I kind like that hit, though. I find like it humbling.
0: It? Yeah, I like that he's lost a bit of his magic. I think
1: it's like charming. <laughs> it's like uh, like to watch someone continue to push through it uh, despite. Oh yeah, he's so brave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not brave, but like
1: it's it's human. It's relatable. Uh, Interesting.
0: Okay. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a uh maybe a difference in the LGBT uh spectrum is that mm-hmm. I feel like gay men, it's hard to like obsess over men, like straight men. George, how do yeah. you feel about that? Like actors. Do you think it's hard to obsess over straight men? Like as a I think gay we're man? struggling I think we're struggling so hard to like come up with a straight man that we're like gagging for. Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> Whereas if it were like actresses, it would well, be like of we course, have... yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also think to be fair, actresses. Everyone, like ev- anyone who is gay prefers actresses. Like I'm sure Rachel would also, no. if you were, no. Okay. You prefer. Actresses.
2: I, I prefer straight men to straight always. women. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> always. Well, to me, that's the thing. It's like, for me to appreciate a straight man, he has to somehow transcend that identity. Like that's what Brad Pitt is. Like Brad Pitt is a symbol. Basically Brad Pitt is not a, a human. Mm-hmm. Like, i'm not if someone's like you know he's actually like a bad father i'm like that's not really the level i'm operating at (laughs) like i don't think of him as like a corporeal person who has flaws it's just like he is a symbol that is necessary and if we didn't have that there'd probably be like more violence Mm -hmm. totally it's also any like actor that i'm
1: thinking about it's more like i want to have sex with them it's not like I think of like I'm addicted to their on screen magnetism or like the, the theories of them, like in the way yeah. that Timmy, it does feel a little like it's more than that. But like when I'm like, what actors am I obsessed with? I'm like,
0: well, he's hot. And it's like, well, that's <laughs> not the point. That's not the point.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I am trying to think like,
2: yeah, I think, I think for me, my dream is to be a cis man. And it's just never going to happen. And it's no problem. I have, Mm -hmm. it has to be cis man.
0: Yeah. Well, that's where it becomes difficult.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And I'm sort of just, uh, you know, now I'm just floating around basically, you know, sort of striving towards that. But I think that's why I'm obsessed with like, yeah, straight men. I'm just like, I want to be that. And so it's like always something to watch and strive for and sort of idealize, even though face to face with them. I often hate them.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you are, we are often uh, attracted or not attracted to sexually, but like we often want what is bad for us. It's Mm -hmm. actually called Mm cool optimism.
2: I love that. (laughs) I'm going to get that tattooed on me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah can you credit george on tattoo
2: yeah. yeah 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 i'm making my email too
0: yeah just do write my email address under the tattoo <laughs> um wow this it actually really is kind of like crazy sam to think like who are act like that i cannot think of a single male actor like that because then there are male actors that i i uh just think are so immensely talented like Anthony of Hopkins, of course <laughs> 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 but I don't think Anthony Hopkins has a Timotei energy and like Jason Alexander
1: is my Timotei
2: <laughs> <laughs> he keeps showing up on my Twitter feed really More, why I think because all these like the moms in Seinfeld keep dying yeah. and he's always oh. like I will miss her and I'm like what a good guy
0: yeah he's <laughs> he he's active on Twitter and yeah. also like Seinfeld it's like you know it's having a renaissance it's being memeified. Mm-hmm. do you know what I'm realizing though I think like I think a, a, some, a part of why we're struggling is just that, like celebrity, because it's so easy for anyone to be a celebrity. Then now it doesn't have the power that it once had. Mm. If, even Timothee can't be Brad Pitt.
2: No, it's too, there's too many. It's too um, saturated.
0: Yeah. It's too saturated. It's just like,
1: yeah, it's tough. What do you, what do you think Timmy's going to be up to in like 10 years? Like you can't be a twink forever, right?
2: Yeah. It pains me to think about it. If I'm being frank, yeah. I don't, I, I hope he never grows facial hair. <laughs> I hope he's getting laser treatment.
0: <laughs> Here's a question. Who are twinks that had lasting power? I do think Leonardo DiCaprio is one. Yeah. He and was an I think twink. maybe like, uh, you know, Hugh Grant. No, I guess he was never really twinky.
2: Who's that guy who played a trans woman and then said
1: sorry?
0: Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, but he kind of has fallen off a bit.
1: Yeah. He's doing the Dumbledore movies, but... Scary. (laughs) Like, there is something to the lifespan of a twink is shorter. It's a beautiful life, but...
2: Yeah. What about Justin Bieber? Not a twink. Not Mm -hmm. a twink. But sort of, like, weird. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I do think I mean in music, like that's also the Harry Styles approach. It's like mm. the the way is to like get a bunch of tattoos and be like, I'm weird
0: now. So don't yes. think of me as as a little boy anymore. Yes. I do think Harry Styles, my own feelings about him aside, Harry Styles for most of the population does have that effect. Like Harry Styles, more so than Timothy, is like a godlike figure yeah. on par with Brad Pitt for his audience.
2: Mm-hmm. My sibling is obsessed with really was obsessed with one direction growing up and has was very involved on tumblr in sort of the conversation around harry styles and louis tomlinson being gay
1: yes of Mm. course
2: um and so i've i've heard a lot about that and you know i think there's a huge audience of people who are invested in them being queer Mm -hmm. and hiding it
1: damn that uh, that makes me feel crazier than anything like or like more disconnected than anything is like the harry styles stuff because i don't Mm -hmm. i feel completely neutral towards him but it
0: like i I think so too yeah and and i think he seems like a fine like i'm not like bothered by him he see he actually seems very genuine i i but it's but i think that's just it's okay for it to be a generational thing like that's true what are you saying Mm -hmm. are you
1: saying I'm in the older generation
0: I'm George, just saying, saying, like
1: you're you're <laughs> washed up, <laughs> George.
0: What the hell are you saying? I'm 25. I'm 25. <laughs> oh, it's so funny when people make fun of Gen Z. Like I, when people are like, Gen Z is prude. I'm like, no, you just like shouldn't be able to see what a 15 year old is thinking. Like mm, you shouldn't well, be able to have a window into that. This is,
1: we need, this is what you're talking about. We need more localized systems. We yeah. literally need like an app just for Gen Z to hang out with each other.
2: That is yeah. so true.
1: Like yes. localized systems are time. key. That's like how people, that's how communities are built. <laughs> a 42 year old should not be able to retweet a 15 year old and say, this is stupid <laughs> and vice versa. Like, yes. it's just like, no, 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 no. Also, this is completely just like,
0: unnatural. I, like, <laughs> The idea that anyone, any 42-year-old would do that and think they could ever come out on top, like, even if they are doing some grand generational critique, like, you are literally, it, like, you are humiliating yourself to such a degree, and, and to not realize that is crazy. I mean, it is the equivalent of literally, like, an uncle, like, yelling at the kids on the Thanksgiving <laughs> table. <laughs>
2: yeah i feel like that's where that that should be the only place where there's like uh intergenerational dialogue is yes. that family holidays
0: yeah 100 yeah. percent. and in you know and in multi-generational queer spaces potentially chosen sure, family sure. if you will sure but uh but yeah if you're straight and not related to someone do not retweet them <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did we get to the bottom of Timmy. Any final words, Rachel?
2: I think that I am the key to him unlocking whatever he's gonna do next.
0: Wow. I agree. Thank he you. can transition into adulthood without your help.
2: I really he needs a hardened, queer person at his side Th- pulling the levers. Yeah. There is something about, in like him.
0: Yes. Yeah. These celebrities that seem so untouchable, there are always is a crack. Even someone, do you remember? And, and I listen, I love Beyonce. I, I, I would uh, commit murder in her honor tomorrow. However, there was, a time, not today? When, there was a time when it was like <laughs> illegal to say anything bad about her. Now you can say something bad about her. That's sure. true nev- It never lasts as long as you think it's going to last That kind of untouchability And for Timmy, mm-hmm. it might happen in six months It might happen in a year, it might happen in three years But it's going to happen He's going to be in some flop of a movie And then there's going to be some article on Vulture That's like, what we talk about when we talk about Timothy Chalamet <laughs> And it's going to reach <laughs> no conclusions But then it will create a crack in the discourse And then, you know, slowly yeah. people will start Lips will start flapping
2: Yeah, and that's when I swoop in <laughs>
0: There needs to be a crack first, though. He's not going to realize he needs you until that happens.
2: I see. I see. Okay.
0: Yeah. So maybe
1: it's okay. I'm sorry, but this is your origin, your villain origin story. Yeah. It's your job to create the crack. You have to create the crack.
2: I kind of think the crack is going to be the Wonka movie he's making.
1: Oh, I'm just saying. Oh. Fuck. Wow. You're right. You're 100% you're right. right.
2: It's just but there's the, no way the, that ends up going well for him.
1: That's honestly a very Eddie Redmayne move of him. Yeah. He's trying to yeah. retire.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well, I really look forward to seeing how that film turns out and to the aftermath of that film. And I speak for everyone when I, when I say the world is watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am, um, you know...
1: I wish him nothing but the best. I hope Wonka uh, defies all expectations. I think, I hope it's our next Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Casablanca, but Casawonka?
0: Okay. Ooh, okay. He awesome. got, there, got him. Somebody got there. Um, um, should we do our final
1: segment? Yeah, I think we can wrap that up. I think yeah that's the cherry on top of the damn episode i think, <laughs> think we retire the whole thing <laughs> our final segment rachel is called shout outs and in it we give a shout out to anything that we enjoy in an homage to the classic straight tradition so mm. imagine you're you know at trl 2001 and you're in Times square shouting out to your squad back home which in your case well you grew up in Times square yes so,
0: <laughs> you're kind um, of francis Ha in that way or no <laughs> mistress america <laughs> I always forget. So with that being said, George, do you have one? I do. And in fact, it's kind of inspired by something you said. So I hope that you will forgive me for that. Well, we'll see. All right. Um, what's up freaks and losers? I want to give a quick shout out to, that's right, the actor and comedian Steve Martin. (laughs) I have recently been revisiting Steve Martin's, uh, I would say mid-career work. I watched a film of his with Lily Tomlin called All of Me where Lily Tomlin's consciousness takes over his body. And then I watched the absolute rock hard classic. (laughs) Dirty rotten scoundrels with Steve Martin and Michael Caine—literally a perfect film. And I am just thinking, who are our generation's physical comedians? Who who is able to do that? We have we have the cerebral comedians. We have the kind of. Uh, political, provocative comedians, but who is able to really throw themselves on a pile of trash other than, of course, Timothy Chalamet <laughs> at 30 Rock, as we learned. So I am officially calling for Hollywood to produce a good physical comedian in my generation or younger and that is a challenge that is a straighter lab challenge literally give anything to any opportunity with someone who is able to do physical comedy on par with steve martin i'll be watching wow a shout out and a challenge
1: i love that
2: wow that's awesome
1: that's really awesome (laughs) um okay i have one What's up freaks, losers, and little perverts around the globe? I would like to give a huge shout out to wearing earbuds at the club. Last night, I went out and I've been going to a $3 bill recently and because people keep having things and being like, come! And I'm like, trying to say yes to the dress. and I. But last time I went, my ears fucking hurt. And I was like, the music's too loud. It's actually not comfortable when you make the music too loud and you make the space unfun to be in but then i thought hey what can you control in this situation i got some damn earbuds and i thought maybe this will look stupid maybe i'll feel stupid completely the opposite i felt in control i felt comfortable i felt my ears were not blown out and i felt like i could have a casual time without you know hurting my body in order to enjoy the stupidest music you could ever imagine it was a beautiful night of um what's the word um when you're being like responsible responsible not mediocrity but like a beautiful length, of mediocrity the, well it was a beautiful kind of mediocrity and everyone can agree moderation moderation that's it mm. shout out to moderation shout out to earbuds i love you Woo! 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 okay now okay yeah, yeah. What,
2: what's up freak <laughs> what's up freaks and losers um my i want to give a shout out to banking mm. um This has been something that I've kind of had to do. I've had to talk to an accountant and I've never felt stupider. And I really only asked to talk to the male bankers because I just trust them to tell me what to do. And I feel like they created the system and so they know the most about it and nothing makes me feel smaller and I'll do pretty much anything they tell me to do. And I'm just really grateful for being able to kind of walk into a bank and ask them, you know, what do I do? What do I do? What should I do? I'll do anything.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, they really have the key.
1: They hold the key. I've had to work with an accountant for the first time, and it's really the craziest. He tries to explain stuff, and I'm like, what don't you get about this? I don't want to learn.
0: Tell me what to do. Tell me where to sign. Stop it. And, you know, completely. (laughs) And and can I just say something? I'm also working with accountants, three women. (gasps) And how's that going? Really well. Yeah, for now. But The IRS is going to be barking down your door. (laughs) 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 But you know what, though? That's the I hate to say it, but I'm like, (laughs) would an unethical mafia like man be able to get me like a better deal? Like, I know they're doing everything, honestly, and I don't like it.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> my guy like always wants me to like cheat and i'm like can we just do it normal and he's like well you could
0: say you're in delaware and that could save you And i'm like i don't want to i don't want to do that, it's, okay. crazy that- <laughs> it's crazy how much of the world is literally like the mafia it's yes. like how when i when i tried to join a gym and realize literally it's run like the mafia like they have different <laughs> prices based on how gullible they think you are i was like yeah oh no like i i'm not smart enough to step up to the plate here. <laughs> I hate negotiating more than anything in the world. It's like,
1: just tell me the price. I'll pay it. Yeah. Stop this game. God yes. damn it. <sighs>
0: well, well, wow. Rachel, this has been the only good thing I've ever done in my life. Wow. I, I have to say, <laughs> this
1: is the first podcast of the rest of our lives. That's and right. I think
0: it's we're off to a great start.
2: That what rocks. a welcome
0: back for me after being in France and off social media for 10 days welcome back thank you (laughs) um well thanks so much for doing the pod i hope timmy hears this yeah and shout out to timmy but also Mm -hmm. watch out Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. the next chapter is coming and it will not be pretty (laughs) 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 Um, all right all right well bye bye. glamoristas we love you